Live from sunny Boca Raton, Florida, welcome back to the OU Global to Hillam and Chizik phone call. I am your host, Naftali Herman. Thank you so much for joining today's program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Chamishi, the 26th day of the month of Tevez. Thank you to our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support and whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor future programs, please visit OU.org slash call ou.org forward slash A-L-L. Please note that the deadline to submit a sponsorship for Monday's program is Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. On behalf of the OU, it is my distinct honor to welcome to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Chaim Volgoposki of the Young Israel of North Belmore in North Belmore, New York, to share Divrei Chizik, which will immediately be followed at Rabbi Bagapolsky slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Tarek, Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamid. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. It will be followed by the Mishaverach Lecholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of all of those whom we are praying for. And as always, we will conclude with the recitation of Achenim. What a pleasure and honor it is to welcome Rabbi Bogopolsky to the Daily Call. Bechavot, with great honor, Rabbi Bogopolsky. This week's Parsha, we read about the Makos, the plagues. We read about the first seven Makos this coming week. And the following week, we read about the final three. And the Makos, the plagues, they certainly served numerous functions, including. They served to punish Paro for the cruelty and how he treated the Jewish people. It served to teach the world the most important lesson, Hashem, that the world should know that Hashem is the one who is in complete control. Hashem runs the world. But certainly on the most basic level, the Mako served a most basic function, to pressure Paro, to force Paro's hand, to send the Jewish people free. Which is why each of the Makos became progressively worse. To increase the pressure on Pyro, to finally relent, and to send out the Jewish people. Which leads us to the following question. Let's fast forward to next week's parasha, parasha's bow. The ninth Makah, the second to last Makah, with the Makkah of Choshech, the plague of darkness. And not to downplay the severity of this Makkah, of this plague. This was a very intense darkness. It was a thick, tangible darkness. A darkness the world had never seen. It was so dark that for three days you couldn't see anyone. For the next three days nobody was able to move. So we're not trying to understate the severity of this plague. You know, some people, when they hear that there might be a a power outage, they go out and buy a a generator. They feel like they can't even go a few hours in darkness, let alone six days of this intense darkness. But when we think about it, was this Maka, was this plague of darkness, was it worse, was it more severe than the previous eight Makos? Was it worse than the seven plagues that we read about in this week's Parsha? By the time we come to Makas Choshech in the next Parsha, Egypt was completely decimated. The fields were destroyed. 
there was nothing to eat. People spent all of their money just to drink water during the first maca of blood. Their bodies were ravaged from the kingdom, from the lice, from the shechin and the boils. Who could imagine the trauma that they experienced having to live with the oral, the wild animals? So while certainly Choshech wasn't so pleasant, but what was so severe about it? How was it worse than the previous eight makos? Explains of Shabsi Yudalevich that when a person is going through a difficult time, a person is suffering, they're going through an illness, or whatever the challenge might be, the greatest chizuk, the greatest strength, the greatest comfort you could do for them is that they should know that they're not suffering alone. When people are there for them, when people are there with them, when people are holding their hand as they suffer, that is the greatest thing that you could do for someone who's going through a difficult time. That is the greatest chizuk, the greatest consolation, that the person should feel that I'm not alone. On the contrary, when a person suffers alone, that loneliness can make the pain unbearable. Says of Shapsi if we were to measure on its own, what is worse? Not having any water for seven days or being attacked by wild animals. Yeah, those are probably worse than Choshech than the darkness. However, during the first eight Makos, the Egyptians were able to suffer together. They were able to commiserate with one another. They were able to be there for each other. And that helped ease their pain. That helped ease their suffering. And as difficult and as painful as the plague was, they did not suffer alone. They were there for one another. And that alleviated greatly the pain and the suffering. However, Makas Choshech, the plague of darkness, was different. The darkness caused a period of separation from one another. They couldn't see one another. They couldn't talk to one another. They had nowhere to turn, no one to talk to, no one from whom to seek comfort. There was no one to help them get through it. And says of Shafsi there is nothing as bad as pain as when a person suffers alone. And that is how he beautifully explains the severity of the Maka of Choshech, the plague of darkness. This is what a great service that the OU does for quality soul, bringing the Jewish people together, knowing that they are there for them. And let us as well, let us learn from the Orthodox Union, let us learn from our Jewish leaders, let us learn to be there for others in a time of need. Sometimes we know of a person who might be sick, who might be ill, they might be going through a challenge, and we don't feel equipped to be able to help them. We feel like, I'm not a doctor, what could I do for the person? But there is so much that we can do for the person. Just tell them that you're there for them. Let them know that they're not alone. Tell them how much you care about them, how much you're thinking about them. Let them know that they're not alone. And that is the greatest thing that we could do for one another. I thank you very much for listening. We will now say some Tehillim on behalf of all of Kuala so who needs our Tehillim during this most difficult time. And we begin with Parakhaf, chapter 20.
נפשי לאדוני משומרים מהבוקר, שומרים מהבוקר, יאחל ישראל אל אדוני, כי אם אדוני החסד והרבה ימור פדוס, והוא יפתש ישראל מכל עוונותו. מי שבירך אבותינו אברהם יצחוק ויעקב, משה אהרן דוב ושלמה, הוא יבוא לסירה פסח אורן. בעבור שכל הכהל מספר אורים בעבורם, בזכר זה הקדוש ברוך הוא ימלא רחמים עליהם, להחרימם ולרפוסם ולהחזיקם ולהחיוסם, וישלח להם מהירו רפואה שלמה מן השמיים, לכל איבריהם ולכל גידיהם, בסוף שאר חולי ישראל, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף. השתו בעגלו ובזמן קוראים, ונאמר אמן. אחינו כל בית ישראל, הנשונים בצורו ובשוויו, העומדים בין ביום ובין ביבושו. המקום ירחם עליהם ויוציאם מצורו לרבוכו ומאפלו לאורו, ומשיבוד לגולו. השתו בגולו ובזמן קוראים ונאמר אמן. אמן. Thank you so much, Rabbi Edwakopolsky. And I want to thank Chazak as well for their support and assistance in connecting us with Rabbi Edwakopolsky. And also, I always would like to thank our incredible behind-the-scenes support team, Malka, Alex, Miriam, and Allison, all of whom without their efforts, their efforts, excuse me, this program would not be possible. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and refuah for all of those in need will be answered with Tova for good. Please join us again next week on Monday for our next scheduled program. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic, wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.